Parshas get bigger. Parshas, Parshas Bamidbar, Erev Shvuas. This is the, the best it could be. Have Parshas Bamidbar right before the Yamtiv of uh, Shvuas, and here it's right before it, it, it leads us into it. We have a Shabbos, you can rest up before the strenuous yomtiv of learning all night, of Shavuos, can't be better. Now, we've spoken, we've spoken in the past, of course, why this is, why Parshas Bamidbar is always right before, it's a Tosis in uh, Megillah, Daf Lamed Aleph from Abayz, where the Gemara says that the Toichacha of the end of Bechu Koisai of Torah's Koyanim is right before Shavuos, and the Toichacha in the end of Mishnah Torah, Kisavai, is right before Rosh Hashanah, in order to Tichla Hashanah V'Kilolo Seha, that the year should end with its curses and we should start off a new slate. And the Gemara of course asks, of course Rosh Hashanah we understand is, but Rosh Hashanah how is, how is Atzeres? How is Shavuos? Which is how the Yom Tov of Shavuos is referred to as Atzeres. Why is that also Rosh Hashanah? Because of Atzeres al Peres Ilan, the Gemara Megillah says. That in, on, on Shavuos we pray for the fruits of the tree. And Toysus, over there in Megillah, the last Toysus on the Daf, Lamed Aleph Mabez, says that we don't read Buchu Koysay right before Shavuos, and we don't read Kisavay right before Rosh Hashanah. We always have a buffer Parsha. And the Lashon of Toysus is, Kedeshinoi lahasmicha klolois shebebuchu koysay latzeres. It seems that it's, uh, to soften, <clears throat> one have a a, uh, a a buffer parsha. And the question is, it's you know, it it can't be just to, to be a buffer parsha. There has to be some specific lesson in parsha by midbar that is directs us how to view the yomtiv of of uh, in preparation the yomtiv of shvuas. And that's what we want to talk about. And let's talk with a, ask a basic question that Hagoyin Reb David Koyin, Rosh Hashiva in the Chevron Yeshiva in his Sefer Mizmar Ladovid, Chelik Beis, Maimer Tezvav, I believe, uh, asks, why do we celebrate Shvuas, Maimer Harsinai? It didn't end well. We know with the eagle, with the golden calf, it broke the luchos that were highlighted at Maimed Har Sinai. Now, of course, last week we discussed, of course, that the Kervonu Lefnei Har Sinai, the Pasku Zumasan that the Gemara Shabbos so beautifully describes, that is the difference between um, Klal Yisrael and Umas Oilam, that Klal Yisrael that stood at Har Sinai, Pasku Zumasan, and that gave us the whole difference. And that's true, that's definitely a mahalach, and that's what we say in the in the Hagoda Ilu Dayenu, even without give Veloino Sanlonu Esatoira, which is the case. The Luchas are broken. 
So that itself uh, justifies the celebration of the Yom Tov. But let's, let's go a little bit deeper. Every week we go, try to go a little bit deeper. And what is the Yom Tov of Shavuos? What is it based on? We could have had Yom Kippur, a difficult day. You're fasting, a difficult day to dance around with the, with the Torah. Simchas Torah is another day where we celebrate the completion of the Torah. I mean, which is always the question, why aren't the schedules coincide that we should finish the Torah on Shavuos. Let's do the whole Simchas Torah with the Hakafas and everything on Shavuos. I mean, we could just as easily have set the system that we would finish and begin the Torah on Shavuos. It would be a, it'd give us something to do. We have no mitzvahs on Shavuos. So it, it begs us to, that we have to ponder and think about what is it? What are we celebrating? What's the whole big deal? You stay up at night, fine. It's, we push ourselves and people do it, some people don't do it. But, but what's the Yom Tov about? That came at a later date. But what's the Yom Tov about? What are we so excited about? <clears throat> so Rabbi Breidowitz, who was the, the head of uh, our Sameach in Eretz Yisrael, he's the, we used to, I knew him from near Yisrael, um, he was much older than I was, but he was someone that we looked up to. He was the the, the epitome of an Ilui. He, we called him the Ilui Bridowitz. He was a genius of geniuses. Uh, Ravurdeman used to say he never saw mine since like, since a Baron Cutler in, in Rabbi Bridowitz. He's a genius of genius and a humble person uh, and... and unusual person and his, his shiurim are, are crystal clear every topic he talks about he touches is crystal clear by Yitzchak Breidowitz and he has a, many many classes on Torah anytime a brilliant brilliant person in Torah in wisdom and in, in, in everything uh, I won't uh, give him all of his accolades but he points out in this week's Parsha that Bamidbar is called the book of numbers. It's a book of counting because we count. We count the Jewish people twice, actually. Once in the beginning of the Parsha as, and, and the Shvatim, and once and, and, uh, as they situated themselves around the, the flags, the Degolim, which was an unusual phenomenon, the flags. What does that mean? But he points out that, that we had another counting in the beginning of Parsha's Kisisa. In Shemois, we have a counting, Kisisa, Esroish B'nai Yisrael, and there also we counted the Jewish people. And there was, it was after the Egel, and how did they count the Jewish people? They counted the Jewish people by everybody gave a machtzis hashekel. And we still have this minig, before Purim, we give the machsa shekel, and that's how they counted the people, because there's this question, we don't like to count people, count Jews, we're all familiar with that, when you're counting the minion, you count with a posik that has ten, ten words in it, and, 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 and the like, because it's not good to count people, and this we see from the Torah, that they counted the coins that were donated, why a half shekel, so every, everything is talked about that in Parsha's Kisisa. And they, so Rabbi Breitwitz points out that there are a few differences. <clears throat> One difference is that in Parshas Kisisa, there was no, no connection to the tribes. 
no connection to the Shvatim. Every Jew put in a half a shekel and they counted the coins and lo and behold, they came up with the number 603,550. Seven months later, in this week's Parsha, which is interesting that it's almost always coincides with the month that we're talking about. It was in, in the, the Torah says dates, which doesn't say very often. It was in this Chodesh Hasheni, which is ER. Chodesh Hashanah is always Nisan. Chodesh Hasheni, Bashan Hashanah is in the second year. Let's say some in Mitzrayim when they left Egypt. So it was how many months later? If this was Yom Kippur, after they left Egypt and Nisan, then they came, uh, you know, 50 days to Har Sinai. And then they, 40 days, they came down, he broke the Luchos, and then he prayed for 40 days, and then went up for another 40 days, came down on Yom Kippur. And the following, the following, E.R. Um, ER was seven months after that Yom Kippur. Right? Seven months later. And seven months later, the Torah in our Parsha says that they counted the, the Jewish people and it came out again, 603,550. Exactly the same number. And we know the count was anybody over 20 till 60. That was the count. How could it be that in seven months no one had a birthday? No one turned 20? So... Some want to say, of course, that, that they, the same people who died were, were, had a 20th birthday, which is an unusual occurrence that this would coincide exact number that seven months later should be the same. Some want to say the, the Malbim talks about this. And Rashi asks this question in Parshas Kisisa, in the beginning of Parshas Kisisa, and Rashi has a lengthy discussion about it, that there was, that there wasn't, they didn't go with their birthday their, their um, uh, genetic, their birthday that when they were born, they went, everybody had a, there was a national birthday of Tishrei and Nisan. And for the counting of the Jewish people who was 20 years old, they had a, a systematic uniform birthday when everybody passed a certain date, that's when they changed the, the date. And you didn't have from Yom Kippur till ER, you didn't have another Tishrei. Tishrei was when everybody, you look at the Rashi in the beginning of Parshas Kisisa. Rabbi Bradworth points out an interesting thing. One is that the, the counting in Parshas Kisisa was not done according to Shvatim, not going according to tribes. It was just going according to numbers of coins that were everybody represented, put the machsis uh, shekel, and they counted the coins, and they came with this number. In our Parsha, there's machloikas whether Rashi says they did use coins as well, but it doesn't mention anything about the coins in our Parsha. All it mentions here, b'mispar sheimois, a new concept. Su'u es roish kaladas b'nei Yisrael on page 726. According to families, b'mispar sheimois, according to the number of names. Kol zachar l'gugel, every male person according to his head. Mi ben esim shonavamalo, from 20 years old, those who are ready to go out to war, 
they are counted. Now, we have another counting at the end of Sefer Bamidbor in Parshas Pinchas. And over there, there they are, they're another counting. And it's interesting to note that the number of each tribe is very different. But the overall number, although it's not exactly the same, but it's very close. It's 601,730. It's the Torah, not my calculation. The Torah says that the total number is 601,730, which is 1,820 less than 603,550, which is the same number that we had in the beginning of Kisisa, and seven months later at the beginning of our Parsha. But it's roughly around the same number, which is, which is interesting, 40 years later. 40 years later, right? It's a, that the only difference is 1,820. So the Malbim already has a, ha, talks about this in Parshas Pinchas, and take a look over there. He talks about this difference, and, and, but the basic difference between these two countings and the one at the end of Parshas Pinchas is that the, the, the two in, in, in Parshas Kisisa and in our Parsha, Parsha Bamidbar, are the counting of the Yotzei Mitzrayim, the ones who are leaving Mitzrayim. That was the Jewish people, the people who left Mitzrayim. And the one in Parshas Pinchas is the Boye Horetz, as the Parsha continues in Parshas Pinchas. Le'ele techolek Horetz. To these you should divide the land. They are the ones that, these are the tribes and the people, based on how many numbered each tribe, will get different parcels of land in Eretz Yisrael. So you have the Yoytze Mitzrayim and you have the Boye Haaretz. But, says Rabbi Breidowitz, there's a big difference between the counting in Parshish Kisisa, which was after the Egel, and, and but, but still the Yaitzim Mitzrayim and the one in our Parsha, seven months later, exact same number, which is miraculous, that this was just individuals, and this was according to the Shvatim and B'mispar Shemais. So he says a brilliant sheer, you know, and we're not going to, you know, we're going to touch on... The Yisoid he says, but I want to borrow the 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 diukim that he that he made, and he he brings to he brings up a special Ramban. The Ramban says in our parsha, the mispar mois. What is that? What does that mean? The mispar mispar is what the number. Mispar is a number. Shemois are the names. Mispar also has another, you know, Hebrew is so rich in the root of every Samach Pei Resh means number, Mispar, number, but it also means a story. Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim, the story of Mitzrayim. Here in this week's Parsha, we are being told that people didn't just put a 
Machsis HaShekel in a, in a box, which I like says the Machlegas Rashi does learn that they did give a coin to count, but they didn't put the coin in a box. What did they do? Says the Ramban. that everybody, this is amazing, every single individual in the Jewish people walked in front of Moshe and Aaron, or for sure in front of Moshe, Mispar Shemois is Shiagidu Kol Echod Shmoisam. Everybody came to Moshe, faced him, and said, hello, my name is Menashe. My name is Yisrael. My name is Yosef. My name is Tamir. Shalom Aleichem. This is who I am. You faced Moshe Rabbeinu, and you gave him your name, and perhaps gave him the coin at the same time. And then Moshe Rabbeinu took the coins and he counted them. What is the, what, what, what message is that? And Rabbi Breyer said, the message is, that to, to face Moshe Rabbeinu is a message that who had connection with the, uh, not just the Godel Ador, you know, it's like you, everybody ran into Chaim Kanievsky, Lahavdal, you know, they ran through and he said, Bua, and he said, Bracha, you sat for two minutes if you were lucky and ran through and, but who met, met Moshe Rabbeinu? You heard him, I mean, you, you knew who he was, he was the great rabbi, but, you know, if, you know, if, you're, if your fleshic spoon fell into a milchig pot, you didn't go run to Moshe Rabbeinu. He had people to take care of all those questions. He had, sorry, alofim, sorry, meyes, like it says in Parashat Yisrael, that he set up courts and all that. You didn't see him. And when you did see him, he was wearing a mask. Not because of COVID, you know, because we couldn't take, we couldn't take the, the, the shine. It was Moshe Rabbeinu. You, you were st- but this moment in time, every single Jew, 20 years and older, whoever can fight the fight, Yoytzei Tzavah, can fight the fight for Klal Yisrael, had to have this face-to-face. It was almost a personal Maimed Harsinai. Moshe Kibbal Torah Yeshua. Every single person had at that moment a personal Maimed Harsinai, a personal interaction. You count. And not only that, said our brother so beautifully, the mispar shemois, your name, your person, who you are, you tell a story. You, you are the story of the Jewish people. Isn't that beautiful? You don't just count, which is unbelievable. You have the story. You're carrying the story of the Jewish people in your hand. This, of course, is the connection between... Pesach and Shavuos, which we know there's the connection. The Sphere Soimer defines when Shavuos is. It's 50 days from the second day of Pesach. We've been saying it, and we're almost there. We almost made it to the finish line. That's when Shavuos is. It has no date. It's There's a connection. And like we saw the Ramban said, it's the, all the days in between. There's a connection between Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the telling the story of the, our exodus of Mitzrayim, that we went out with a mission. And now we come to Shavuos. 
And this counting in Parshas Bamidbar, which represents the Parsha right before Shavuos, every person has to have their own realization that they tell the story. They carry the responsibility of telling the story of the Jewish people through their name, through who they are, their essence. That is who they are. Mispar Shemois. And that's why, miraculously, it was the same amount of people. You know, as, and this is probably the, the oimik of what Rashi represent means to say that, that, that why, why so many countings? Because hash, this is the idea chibosan, who loves the Jewish people. And every time there could, there's a change in number, there was, there was a, either, of course, the sin of the golden calf, of, a, of, of um, the egel. So Koshbo takes out, like a person takes out his money and counts it again and again, wants to know that it changed, did it lose anything. Everything is, is so important. And this is, the, this is the, the meaning of the count in Parshas Bamidbar, that b'mispar shemois, that every single person, every single person tells the story, mispar shemois, and he had that, that individual meeting with Moshe Rabbeinu face to face. There's a second Paragimel Pasuk Aleph in Parshat Bamidbar. The Torah says, Ve'ele toldois Aaron Moshe. These are the generations of Aaron and Moshe. Be'yoyim dibra Hashem es Moshe b'har Sinai. On the day that, Moshe, that Hashem spoke to Moshe on Har Sinai. It's an interesting Pasuk. What's so interesting about it? So Rashi um, Rashi tells us two things. Rashi asks the basic question that we say these are the generations of Aaron and Moshe and then the Torah only counts or talks about the generations of Aaron. doesn't mention a word of Moshe's children. He had two sons, which is a separate sheer, we hardly hear anything about them. They didn't inherit his position. You know, what happened to them? What, where, where are they? But here, leave that aside, but here it says, these are the generations of Aaron and Moshe, and it only mentions the children of Moshe, of Aaron, not the children of Moshe. Asks Rashi this question, Ve'ina maskir ele b'nei Aaron. This is page 736, Per Gimel Pasuk Aleph. es ben Whoever teaches his, the son of his friend, Torah, it's like he gave birth to him. This is a Gemara in Sanhedrin. And then the Rashi continues, which is strange. What are you talking about Har Sinai here? Says Rashi again, Nasu Elu these children of Aram became his children. Why? Because he taught them what he learned from Hashem and Har Sinai. They had their personal 
Maimed Harsina with Moshe because he taught them personally Torah, as the Gemara Ervin describes how the process of teaching Torah first Aaron went in to have to learn from Moshe, and then Aaron sat down on the side of Moshe, and then Aaron's children came in, and they had a person, then they sat down and everybody, so Aaron heard it four times from Moshe, and his sons heard it three times, the Gemara Ervin describes. But <clears throat> this is teaching, says says Rabbi El Yibaruch Finkel in the Sefer Mishulchan Rabbi El Yibaruch in Parshas Bamidbar on page Kuf. <clears throat> says that we see from here that there's a necessary. There's a necessary component in order to give over Torah. The, when the when the pasuk says Eila told us, "Shkolamalamid is ben chaveroi malol v'kosuk kilu yoldoi." We only see this by the relationship between Moshe and the children of Aaron. The same Gemara in Sanhedrin also brings another source. He made him. What's the proof from that Pasek? It says from a Pasek in Parshas Lech Lecha, by Avram Avinu. So we have to say, what's, what are these two differences? Ki'ilu yoldoi and ki'ilu asoi he made them. Gave birth to them or he made them. So says Rebellion Baruch Finkel that there's a big difference. We do know that that the Gemara of Zara on Daftesa Aleph says that we know the world, the 6,000 years of the world is divided into thirds. There were 2,000 years toihu Nothingness. There were two thousand years Torah, and two thousand years Yimoy Samashiach. And the Gemara asks the question: When do the two thousand years of Torah begin? So, ninety-nine percent of people would say, "Ah, oh, that's easy." Sheishes alafim shana hava oilam. Shnei alafim Torah, shnei alafim Torah. Asks the Gemara. Meemus alpayim Torah meemus. When do they start? So the Gemara says, "Inema mi matan Torah," which was the logical beginning for matan Torah. He says, "Can't say that because when you look into it, when was matan Torah? Two four four eight. Everybody knows that, right? The the the, the matan Torah was in the year two four four eight. So you're, you have 448 years beyond the 2,000. So it can't be. So when, when did the 2,000 years of Torah begin? Says the Gemara, it began from Vesanefesh Asher Osubachar. When Avram Avinu took the world population and he started being Mekarev, Megayer, whatever you want to call it, he brought there, as, as the Targum says, he brought their neshama to the Shechina. 
We don't really know what that means because we have the question, where are all those people? Where are they? If they were Megayer, then where are they? So the Pirkei de Belozer in Perikhov Tess says, the Kulam Chazul Asum, they all left the fold of, of Avram Avinu's path of life, but most learn that he never was Megayer them in the true sense to become Jews. I mean, it's questionable whether Avram Avinu was a Jew. He was, or what he had a din like a Ben Noyach. He was an Av, he was the forefather, but not everybody that he gave birth to, Yishmael was also born from Avram Avinu. He, he wasn't a Jew. Even Yitzchak, he had a Yaakov and Esav. Esav is not Jewish. So Avram Avinu gave over something to all those millions of people, tens of thousands, at least the Ramam says, at least tens of thousands, tens of thousands of people. But Chazulu, they went, they went out. But what they did go out with, we are told, they went out with a monotheistic lifestyle, belief system. It was put into their neshama that there's only really only one God. You may have babies might stray and discover, but they all know, and that's the world population is basically built on a monotheistic belief system. You have the Christians, you have the Muslims. That's roiv of the roiv rubai of the population. Right? And the old monotheistic belief system. But the 2,000 years of Torah began there. But of course, it was infused for Claudius' beginning. That was for humanity, for the world, 2,000 years. But for Claudius, it began at Matan Torah. And Matan Torah had this contrast of not just Kilu Asoi. And that's the source of Esanevesh also Bechoron. But we have our source from our parsha that Elu told us Aaron and Moshe that whoever teaches his Ben Chaveroi Torah Kielu Yoldoi, that's a different level. To make it that as if you gave birth to them, that has to have the properties of Maimon Arsinai. That has to have the properties of b'mispar shemais, where you give each person the individual feeling that he has this, he carries the story of the Jewish people in his number, in his name, in his individuality. He carries the responsibility of the entire nation on his shoulders. That's Maimet Har Sinai. That's Matan Torah. That's Kol HaMalamet as Ben Chaver Torah Kilu Yoldoi, not just Kilu Asoi. And that's what, that's what the Rebellion Baruch Figa wants to say, the difference in the Gemara between the two Lashonis in the Gemara. One is Kilu Yoldoi and one is Kilu Asoi. Two different aspects. Just like we have the 2,000 years of Torah began from Esanefesh Asher Asu Bukharan. He made them. He infused them with something unique. Don't be misguided by idolatry. But but. It's not Ki'ilu Yoldoi. That has to have something different. That has to have a face-to-face. That has to have the, the, the Maimon Harsinai, but Harsinai. That's what it says in our Parsha. B'yoyim Diber Hashem es Moshe Harsinai. Harsinai, Maimon Harsinai represented that individual responsibility and, and giving over that you count because of who you are.
this is this is what we find in in Pirkei Avos. In Pirkei Avos, it says, "Moshe Kibotorim Yisinu Mosro Loshua." He gave it over to Yeshua. Yeshua was the first one to be given over the Messiah of Torah. Why was Yeshua chosen? Because Yeshua had a unique, personified the, the level of what Shvuas represents, what Maimed Har Sinai, which is what Shvuas is. We don't have the Luchas of Shvuas that were read to, given to us, uh, not given to us, but were, were read from, uh, in a way. We don't have them. No one ever saw them. But the Maimed Har Sinai represented this unique aspect of the individual inspiration that you are misbar shemais. And this is what, let's start with the Gemara in Pesachim. The Gemara in Pesachim, Samaches Hamid Bey says that Rabbi Yaisi said, when the Gemara has a question of how we should celebrate Shavuos, should you be learning all the time, 24 hours of Shavuos, or should you have festive meals? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef, which is called Chatsi Lashem, Chatsi Lachem, you divide the day half and half. Whereas Yom Kippur is Kuloi Lashem, it's all devoted to fasting and to davening and spending time in shul. But Yom Tev is Yom Tev, Chatsi Lachem, Chatsi Lashem. What about Shavuos? So the Gemara says, Atzeres has to have Chatsi Lochem. Hakol Moedim, everybody agrees that on Purim you need Nami Lochem, and everybody agrees on Shvuas also has to have Lochem. Why? Yom Shenitna Batayra is the day the Torah was given. And the Gemara brings from Rabbi Yaisi, who said, Eloi Hayuma, if it wouldn't have been for the day of Maimon Harsina of Shvuas, the Kogorim that caused, that had a direct cause on me, Kama Yosef Ikebeshuka. How many Joes would there be in the street? How many Joes would there be on the street? Says Rashi, what does that mean? If, if not for that day, the Kogorim, says Rashi, Shalomadati Torah v'nisroi mamti. That I learned Torah and I was uplifted. Roimimus means I was uplifted. There are many Yosefs in the street. There wouldn't be any difference between me, Rabbi Yosi, and and those Joes in the street. If not for the day that I got Torah, what did he get? This Roimimus, I believe, is this Mispar Shemois, what we're learning from this Parsha's Bamidbar, that every person counts and every person carries and tells the story of the Jewish people. And this is what the Mishnah in Perkyovis, Perak Vav, says, Shekomis Shaisik Batoira, 
Hareze Misale. Right? The Mishnah in the sixth parak talks about, you know, whoever learns Torah Lishma, and part of that first Mishnah, or Brisa, says this statement, And where do you know this from? From the Pasuk about the Umimatono Nachliel, from the, the travels of the Jewish people in the desert. They were not just traveling through time, they were spending the time with Moshe Rabbeinu and they were, they were growing and they were going up. And this is what the Rashi says in the beginning of Pirkei Ovis, where he asks the question, why did Yoshua get the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu? Why was he the one, the first step in the Messiah? Many people heard the Torah from Moshe. And we know from the early stages, Yoshua was just one of three in this elite class. Who else was in that classroom? Elazar, the son of Aaron, and Pinchas. The Rambam says this in the beginning. We learned this together in the beginning of the Hagdama to the Rambam. So the Rashi asks, V'loma nemru masar Yeshua, v'loy le'elazar Pinchas, v'loy l'shivim z'kenim. They were also prophets. Says Rashi, in the beginning of Pirkei Ovis, we hardly learn Rashi in Pirkei Ovis. Hear this? that he only wanted to give it out to someone who killed himself from his youth in the tents of wisdom and he, he, he acquired a good name for himself in the world and this was Yoshua because it says Yoshua this is in Parshas Kisisa it talks about the, by, by, by the eagle. It says Yeshua was outstanding that he clung to Moshe Rabbeinu. He never left his tent. And, and, and there we also learn that he also fixed up the base medrash. He used to fix up the tables. And he was just a nice guy. But his niceness wasn't just because he wanted anything from anybody. He was nice because he was clinging to Moshe and the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu represented. The, the entirety and the importance of Torah is this, that you become a representative of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And this is, what, this is what everybody gained when they faced off with Moshe Rabbeinu, the Mispar Shemois, Moshe Rabbeinu gave them, infused them as individuals and as members of of their tribes that you count in your individuality, in your differences, in your personality that is different, either very different or slightly different, we need you. You make a difference. And you make all the difference because you carry the story of the Jewish people. Says Rashi, and this is just on a side, that Avav Alpi Rashi asks, Shikosov al Pinchas, Torah's Emes Hoysa Bepiu, the Pasigin Malachi, that he had a Torah of truth on his mouth. So, why, again, why wasn't he chosen? He also carried the Torah of truth. Rashi just brings the question, doesn't answer it. 
I think the answer is because how did Pinchas get that level? So the Rambam says, and this who I, I learned in the Sefer, the wonderful Sefer from uh, my Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, Zechot Tzadok Levrocha, Ma'iris HaRambam, that he points out that even though Pinchas was in the same classroom, hearing it from Moshe Rabbeinu straight, and then Yeshua was chosen. So what happened? Elozer, he's the Kayin Godel, right? Pinchas is also a Kayin, right? But Pinchas, the next generation, came back, the Ramam says, to be the carrier of the Mesorah for the next generation. The Ramam mentions him. And the question is, what do you mean? He, how did he become a, the, the, the leader of the Mesorah? So says Rabbi Weinberg, it must be that Pinchas went back into the classroom of, of Yoshua and dedicated himself to become the student of Yoshua. Oh, that's dedication. That's where he learned the Torah's Emes. The Torah's Emes that he represented, that the Novi Malachi says, was because he came back and said, I heard it just like you, Yoshua. We were in the same classroom hearing it from Moshe. Who do you think you are teaching it? No. He went back to the classroom and says, Yeshua, teach me. Teach me how, how you became the, 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 that, that step in the Mesorah. That's what I want. And he was totally, he, he, in, with all humility, that's what Torah represents. That's, that's what, he, what he meant that, that Pinchas then became, that became the true story of Pinchas. And that's why Pinchas was able to become the, the, the one who carries. And this is what the Torah is teaching us. And the lesson that we have before we come into the Yom Tev of, of Shavuos. Of course, we want the Klolos of Parshas Bechukhoisai to end. It's true. But with what are we coming with to be Mechabal the Torah? What are we, what are we celebrating Shavuos? It's Bamidbar. It's this lesson of Bemisbar Shemois. And it's this lesson that we see from how someone becomes as if he was born from Moshe Rabbeinu. That's by constantly looking to grow, constantly looking to, to learn from the lessons, both Ben Odom Lamokam, Ben Odom Lachaveroi, that the Moshe Rabbeinu, that looked every Jew in the eye and gave him his story, gave him his importance as he was an individual and as he was part of the tribes, the Shvatim, Shifteka Edus Li Israel, which was the purity and the beauty of Klal Yisrael, that they represented um, you know, everything everything that Torah represents. And they came, we come once again with the Kervonu Lifnehar Sinai. We want that, we want to tap into that. This is what the Yomtev of Shuas represents that Eile Toldois Aaron Moshe. These are the generations to call Loimet Torah, Ben Benoit Torah Kilu Yoldoi. We also want to become a progeny of the Torah, and this is this is the this is the connection 
that we're finally tying a nice bow on what was given to Moshe Rabbeinu at, in Mitzrayim, that he was charged with, with the mission to take them out of Mitzrayim because this was, the, this was the story that he had to teach them. To teach them that you left Mitzrayim with the mission to come to Har Sinai. And the lesson of Har Sinai, the Messiah of Har Sinai, never, never, ever ends. And everybody in their ups and downs of life are always counted and are always connected um, through that Torah forever.